Hey everyone, I'm Amy. And I'm Lauren, and we're the co-presidents of Future Lawyers. Welcome to Future Lawyers Student Takeover with Hamza. We're so privileged to have him here to answer some of your questions today. Before we start, Hamza, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Hamza. I just finished my articling at Stephanie Elliott here in Toronto. And before that, I went to law school at McGill. And before McGill, I did my undergrad in business at Laurier. So super happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. And, and I think your organization does really good work. So pretty stoked to be here. All right, so I guess before we start and go into the law stuff, uh, what were your experiences like at Wilfrid Laurier University? Yeah, Laurier was great. It was, I think in all senses, it was a good first step out of high school. Um, like personally, I grew up in Mississauga. So Laurier was just an hour away from home and it was like a good in-between to leave home and, and not to go too far. And then in terms of like substantively, I think Laurier's program is, I did business and it was like the first three years, it was just general business foundational stuff. So things like in marketing, HR, uh, operations, finance. So I think Laurier really gave me a good foundation for business that, you know, I don't, I don't use directly anymore once I got into law, but that, that still informs I guess the law that that I do because it's all contextual to the legal advice that clients seek. So that was good. And then on top of that, I think just as a business sense, it was a really good program where there's a lot of cases and presentations and reports. So in terms of like writing skills and presenting skills as well as analytical skills, there's a lot of cases. Um, things like Tweak, where a local company comes in and, and presents like a real problem that they're having or a real issue that they want to get solved and then students are, make submissions. So overall, I'd say it was a good foundation and a good first step like from high school and into the post-secondary world. It was a solid first step, put it that way, yeah. All right, so then moving on to more like a law-related question, what made you decide to go into law after taking your undergraduate degree? Yeah, I was still in high school when I realized that, you know, growing up in like an, an immigrant household, you have two options, right? Maybe three, engineering, med school or law school. And, I, and there was no way that I was going to do engineering. I sucked at, I mean, I didn't suck at math, but I wasn't very good at math. And sciences didn't come as naturally as things like history, geography, and grade 10 civics. I really enjoyed civics. So I realized early on that even English classes, I like, I enjoyed writing. I enjoyed reading. And so I figured that I'm maybe leaning towards that way as opposed to like sciences. And then, you know, I, I have an aunt and an uncle who are both lawyers and they have always um, I guess looked up to them or, or admired their work and then from there it became more of an idea of figuring out what to do in the next four years out of high school to get to law school I was really I was debating between things like political science national relations or business and I, I kind of liked accounting quite a bit in high school so it was just what I was good at writing reading and it, it came more naturally than than sciences and, and math and, and I think it's proven to be true you know if you to go into law and to go through law school you need to be comfortable with reading huge amounts and writing quite a bit and then, you know, in, in university, every business program has a business law course. And when I took that class, I really enjoyed it. And that was one of my favorite classes in, in undergrad. So that sort of confirmed what I had in mind already. So what was the application process like for law school for you? Yeah, so I went to McGill in Quebec, which has a different application process than every other school in Ontario where it's centralized. So a bit like how high school students apply through, I think it's OUAC. There's a OSAS or something along those lines where it's a centralized system where you apply for every single Ontario law school. I actually didn't apply to Ontario. I only applied to Quebec and McGill. But generally, whether you apply to Quebec or Ontario, the requirements are very similar. You need to write some sort of essay, right? Some sort of personal statement talking about why you want to go to law school, why you want to have a career in law. What is it about law school that speaks to you? 
you. And I think, you know, from having gone through it and from having read these things quite a bit in the past few years, I think my biggest advice on personal statements, whether it's law school or any other school or it's an undergrad, is to have like a story and then have a common thread that really ties everything together, right? And that aligns with your experiences and what you've done already. And that creates the most compelling personal statements, whether it's law school or not. So you have that aspect of it. Some places you have to fill out this profile where you list out all your extracurriculars, all your volunteering experiences, your work experiences. So it's almost like a CV of sorts. So what you've done in the past few years, so being active early on in your undergrad and, and showing, you know, commitment to your community, to, to volunteering, to student clubs that you enjoy. I don't think anything should be superficial or fake. Like there's no need to join like the pre-law society, for example, to show that you're in law, but generally doing things that you enjoy and showing progression at these clubs, for example. So like starting out as a first year rep, moving on to some director level or VP eventually, those are all good things that pop up on CVs generally. So there's personal statement, there's the CV, and then, you know, there's obviously your grades and, and your LSAT if you're doing in Ontario. Those are what they are, right? You can't really change your grades or your LSATs. So, you know, doing well. And to get into law school, you don't have to be getting 90s in your university classes, but you want to be doing well, right? So, and then your LSAT also, you want to be doing well on that. And then references, right? So those are, I think, important too. And people often underestimate or underthink the references, especially when you're in university, there's the transition from high school to university in your first year. It's a little intimidating to go talk to profs during office hours. You don't have that relationship, right? So you want, you want, you know, if someone wants to go and someone, if someone knows they want to go to law school, I'd really recommend getting to know the profs, reaching out and building that relationship so that in third year or fourth year, when it comes time to applying, the profs able to one, say yes to, to writing the reference letter, but also write a reference letter that is not generic. That's not just a, a reference letter that they write for every 40 students in their class that asks to go to a grad school. It's something that's more personalized, uh, that speaks to the person's capacity to read, write, analyze things, especially if the prof is able to compare like the student and say something along the lines of like, this student is in the top 15% of people that I've taught in my career. These are the things that, that law schools love to see. So building that relationship and planning ahead to that, I think is critical for somebody who's looking to law school. So that's what the process is like. It takes a bit of work. I think normally, don't quote me on this, but the deadline may be like October 31st or November 1st. So it's something that people want to, you'd want to get started like in, August and start planning things out. So I guess like a follow-up question is because there's so much that you have to prepare to apply to law school. Yep. Like at the beginning of your career journey, did you envision where you were since the beginning, I guess, in high school? And did you start planning ahead of time or did you slowly start to become interested in law? And yep. was it just kind of like that kind of brought you along to where yep. you are today? That's a great question. I think I, you know, like I said, I knew I wanted to be in law, but I didn't necessarily know what law was like or what opportunities there are in law other than being, being a lawyer, right? I mean, when I was in high school, I knew the typical stuff of being a lawyer, right? You go to court, you argue things. I didn't know differences between, for example, transactional work, like mergers and acquisitions or stock filings or, you know, stuff like that versus litigation, like going to court and arguing in court, or how much litigation is actually done in writing and in letters and in writing arguments and not necessarily orally. So I had an idea that I wanted to go to law. I didn't really know what I was getting into or where I'd end up, but I think I just sort of continued along the path and did things that I enjoyed. So for example, I really wanted to go to Paris at some point in my law school. I didn't do an exchange in my undergrad and I said I wanted to do an exchange in my law school, but then this opportunity came up to do an internship in Paris instead. So having an idea of what you want and what you like and then seizing opportunities as they come up and they may not always be opportunities that are expected, I think is how I ended up here. And, and yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going to go after that either. So it kind of makes it interesting, I guess. Going back to your choice of going to just applying to McGill, I guess, 
us what were some factors that you considered when choosing that law school yeah i think for me i wanted to go to mcgill because so remember i said like gloria was a good first step i remember when i was in high school i went to mcgill toward the university and the idea of being away from home like six hours away from home and just by myself was a bit scary but i really liked the university and i liked the city so i think montreal is a vibrant city it's very different than toronto and where i grew up in mississauga and it's international there's, there's lots of cafes there's lots of green space and parks so i like the city i like the environment the school is really nice too i don't know if anybody's been to mcgill it's this green campus in the heart of downtown montreal it was a really nice campus so i, I that, that was the top of my list but more substantively so i'm from mauritius so we speak creole at home which is like a french-based language so and i did my minor in french at laurier and i really wanted to continue with french and becoming a professional that's bilingual essentially right so the french was a big draw to mcgill the city and the environment there and then also there's two more things one mcgill does this double law degree right where everybody gets a civil law and a common law degree and there's the idea of like transistemia which is studying different legal systems in an integrated fashion and seeing how different legal systems so the common law which is the, the english based system and the civil law the french system and then there's also indigenous legal systems and so seeing how all those treat similar problems in different ways or in similar ways and how they go about tackling these problems that seemed interesting it sort of allows you to practice anywhere in the world right because you have a civil law degree and you have a common law degree so whether you want to practice in canada in france and wherever it is right you're able to branch out then so that was also very interesting and then lastly obviously the cost of being at mcgill is a great plus your tuition is about you know ten thousand dollars a year which is much much cheaper of whatever it is in ontario right that's also important because it allows you to do different things once you graduate from law school because you don't have the pressure of paying back or being too much in the hole so you're able to pursue things internationally ngo work whatever really is your calling you're able to go out and do that and not worry too much about whether you just spend 120 grand on law school all right um so somebody asked the question Alyssa says how do you know what kind of law you wanted to go into yeah it's hard to say before you actually do the law, right? You know, I, I just finished my articling, which is like the 10 months that you do after you graduate. It's almost like an internship under a lawyer and then you go out. And so now I'm going to get called to the bar and become a real lawyer. And this is really when you specialize in one area. So you do generally other things like transactions, like I said, mergers and acquisitions, financing, things to do with stocks, or you do litigation where you go to court and, and you help clients resolve their disputes. You don't know what you like until you try it and you figure out what you don't like. So for me, it was a process of eliminating law school all you do is read cases and write stuff which is a lot of like what litigation's like but then you know for me i thought i went to business school i did accounting and finance stuff i thought this would be perfect to be an mna lawyer and be a corporate lawyer and then i went to the firm and tried the work and i really didn't like it so it's just a process of going through it and seeing what you like what work speaks to you and you know the hours are very long in law i'm not gonna lie to you they're very long hours but it comes down to what do you enjoy and what do you like once you get in here and, and try it and law school is also a good time to try different classes right you have a lot of freedom after the first year to do transportation law or aviation law or sports law whatever it is right so i'd recommend people to take classes that they're interested in and to not worry too much about what they like early on and just go with the flow and, and you'll figure out what you like where you belong i guess is a short answer okay so i think someone also asked what extracurriculars do law schools look for 
That's a great question. I don't think there's a single answer, right? So law schools want to see that you're involved and you're able to manage your time between academics and having a life, right? Being social, having a social life, contributing back to the community. So anything that shows that you're able to manage time and not just be a, you know, somebody who studies 24-7 is good. Of course, things that are, you know, that we are giving back to the community, where you're helping with charities or whatever it is, is always nice. But I don't think there's a ranking by any means. So just get involved in anything that you're passionate about and do it for, for the right reasons and you'll do it well and then like i said earlier if you're able to show progression from you know first year rep to vp in your fourth year or president in your fourth year that's perfect you know in, in pre-law or on the moot team or the debate society that's not necessary just do whatever somebody truly has fun doing and then that's enough yeah i think that advice is really good because that pretty much applies to everything in life right it also works for like medical school law school anything that you're passionate about i feel like is really important that's pretty much it, yeah. You do things well when you like doing things. You will do things well when you enjoy whatever activities, when you, yeah, so anyway. So another question is, what was the hardest part of law school and how did you deal with it? I think the transition to law school was rough. You know, coming from business, it has all the positives that I spoke about earlier, right? the professional skills, the solid business sense. What it doesn't have, though, is the reading and writing as much as you need for law school, right? So law school at McGill, I'd say for one class, so we had, for example, constitutional law. You'd have two classes per week, each an hour and a half. For each hour and a half segment, we'd have between 30 to maybe 40, 50 pages to read. And so you have, you know, you have five or six classes like that times too. So you have, so yeah, you have 10 classes per week that you have to attend, each with 30 to 50 pages to read. So figuring out how to read in a legal sense, that took a while. And that took me a good six, seven months to figure out how to read a case properly, right? To see what was important. So that was hard. And then I think learning how to write again, how to be I think People read contracts. Well, people don't read contracts, but people look at contracts and look at the language in there and it makes no sense. But learning that when you're writing to be concise, to be straight to the point and to be compelling and using very specific words, for example, to communicate exactly what you mean and having that skill to really be concise and getting your point across in a point first format, I think. So these two things was tough and getting used to the workload of law school early on, that was tough. So that took me almost my entire first year to get accustomed to it. But then once you get used to it, it's not that bad. Second, third year, fourth year was not so bad. So yeah. I guess another follow-up question to that would be, how did you deal with the stress and the transition first year? Yeah, that's also a great question. That I think my honest answer is the stress never stops. If anything, it just gets more and more, right? You finish first year, you think about, oh, where am I going to work? You know, what am I going to do in the summer? What kind of law do I want? Do I want to do clerkships? Do I want to do an LLM? Do I want to work? So all the stress never stops and the workload gets even more and more and more, but you get better at handling it. I think you start to figure out, like I said, instead of reading 30 pages for each class that you attend, you're now just reading maybe five paragraphs because you know which ones are the most important. You get more comfortable with the exam you can expect the sort of question that's going to come up and you get better at answering exam questions so you're a bit more comfortable in that so you get a bit better grades you are more comfortable with law also right now after your first year you know the foundations of many legal principles so you're able to relate to those a bit easier and so that's more on the school side on the personal level i think there's the idea of like an imposter syndrome in law school and in other professional studies also where you feel like you don't belong and you feel like everybody else is better than you and i think having confidence in yourself believing in yourself that if you get to, to law school, it means you did well in high school to get to undergrad. It means you did really well in undergrad to get to law school. So trusting yourself that you're going to do the right things and that you are and that you work hard and keeping things the way that you've been doing things, I think helps. That includes, you know, if you got into law school, you were probably active in undergrad and in high school. You were probably part of clubs and they played sports, intramurals or played an instrument or whatever it was, right? And keep making sure that you have your non-law stuff on the side and maintaining that non-legal part of your life is key. It gives you a perspective. I think when you're in law school, you tend to enter the legal bubble. And 
And so making sure that you have people outside of law that you speak to, friends from high school, from undergrad, playing sports, making sure that there's a part of your life that is non-law, I think that helps calibrate or recalibrate your perspective and that's helpful. All right, just before we end off, if there was one thing you could tell your high school self, what oh, would it be? That's a great question. Um, that's such a good question. I think just believe in yourself, I think is a good thing. When you're in high school, all these things seem far away and they seem so out of reach. You know, you think about law school in high school and you're like, you gotta get to university, you gotta move out, you gotta go to university, you gotta write the LSAT, you gotta get good grades, then you apply and you go to law school, then you do article, and then you become a lawyer. It just seems so far away. And often, you know, if you don't have people already in the profession that you know, there's a lot of small things that you don't know about and so that can make you feel a bit out of place. And that contributes to the imposter syndrome thing that I talked about earlier. So believing in yourself that if you get to law school, it means that you've done a pretty good job in high school and in university, that you're able to think right. And just trusting yourself, I think is important. And then also not being scared to apply for things, not being scared to, you know, if, if you want to do a clerkship, for example, not being scared to reach for opportunities that you want. When I was in law school, the idea of someone clerking in the Supreme Court was, that's the smartest people in law school that do this, this unattainable thing. But I I think that attitude is not it's not conducive to doing well you're sort of putting yourself down before you even start and putting yourself behind the eight ball so i think believing in yourself and aiming high and reaching for these opportunities you're not going to get everything that you apply for but by putting yourself out there and taking advantage of what's out there and opportunities you will definitely get more hits than misses and it'll make for a very interesting path to law school through law school after law school and it will make for a very fulfilling career Thank you for the advice. I think that's a good spot to leave it off. Really yeah. insightful. And I hope all of the people who are watching right now, I hope they're all really inspired to, I guess, look into their passions and see what's more interesting for them, whether that be in law or if you find out you don't want to do law, it's all part of the journey, right? So to add though, like even if you go to law school, it doesn't mean you have to be a lawyer, right? You can do many things with a law degree. So even if you go into law and learn all these good skills, you can become a journalist or policy or a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, thank you for having me. It was good talking to you guys and chatting. And if anybody has any questions, they can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot. Good work and all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. All right. All right.